This is your multifamily foundation. Your blueprint to maximize your multifamily business. From finding deals to raising capital to underwriting a deal, this show gives you the formula to take action now. From entrepreneurship to lifestyle to building yourself so you're ready to take down that next deal, no matter if you're just starting out or have years of experience. Now, let's start building our multifamily foundation together. And welcome back. Psyched to be back here at Podmax today for our second outing at Podmax, as you know. And so it's been a great show. And the last time we were here, super excited today. We have Steve Seymour on the show. Hey, Steve, how you doing? Good, man. How you doing? I'm Thanks for having me awesome. on, Jason. Well, glad to be here with you. And Steve's mission is to help others obtain financial freedom by building wealth and real estate such that their personal and professional goals are fully realized. Getting his real estate sales license in 2006, he quickly learned that the traditional sales model wasn't empowering agents to build wealth. And in search for a better way, Steve began his journey into real estate investment world in 2008, which seems like the perfect time to, to start your investment <laughs> investment strategy. No better but time. There, exactly. The Great Lots Recession. Learn. So, and since then, he's accumulated a multi-million dollar uh, portfolio. Well, the oil of rental is consistent of residential, mixed unit, and commercial real estate. And in 2014, Steve founded Vanguard Realty Alliance, a full-service real estate brokerage along with investor resources, which has grown in upwards of 50 agents as of the present. Currently, broker of record at Vanguard and provides much-needed real estate investment knowledge to his agents that lack in the traditional real estate brokerage model. So. A lot to unwrap there, Steve. What would I miss? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit of, uh, you know, this and that. But over time, it's all evolved, and you know, really, my thing has been, uh, I got into real estate for the lifestyle, right? Sure. You know, seeing the infomercials, going on the trips, you know, making your own schedule, and then when I got licensed in two thousand six, I went, I was at Long and Foster. Um, and I, I quickly realized that that was, uh, that was not the case. <laughs> my clients were making my schedule. I was making little to no money. And there really, there really wasn't any light at the end of the tunnel for, for that for me in terms of the sales. Uh, I mean, I saw, some, stop, right? I saw some of the top salespeople in my office and, you know, I, I didn't really want their lifestyle, right? So I started just seeking out other options and learning from people and saying, oh, wow, this person rides dirt bikes all day. How do they, how are they able to do this? And mm -hmm. um, he has, you know, 40 rental properties paid off in a good area and he self-manages. So I just started looking for other avenues to, to, to create a lifestyle, really. That's what, that's what it came from. And I'm so lucky that I got connected with some local RIA meetings because I had, um, you know, some of my mentors here today, I think you were with Dave Van Horn, you know, he was super influential in my life. I saw you, you uh, had a podcast with him earlier, sure did. but, um, he, you know, he's touched a lot of people, but there's, it, you know, that's the one thing I realized at the RIA meetings, um, there was just a level of authenticity of people wanting to help other people. And in the, in my brokerage at the time, it was really just like, no one even wanted to share their secrets. Like the successful agents didn't even want to be around the office because they were out doing business, you know, and no one was willing to really help because it was it. taken away from time making money, you know, money making activities, yeah, sure. right? Um, and I just, I really floundered there. And I mean, they had great training for sales, but it wasn't where my heart was. And I think there's so many agents that get their license thinking this is the first step in building wealth. 
And now knowing this, I, you know, I, I've realized I, I wouldn't have needed to get my license. Um, having it has helped in certain ways. I think there's pluses and minuses. But, you know, my mission is really just to help people. I just want to be a catalyst. I just want to speed up their process. So if someone's looking to build wealth, they're doing sales or they're getting in, getting their license with the mindset that the sales organization is really going to help them create this investing platform. I just don't want them to be blindsided that, the real training is is actually funneling you down into, um, you know, a cog in their wheel for their bottom line. It's a corporation. I mean, sure, yeah. So well, they, there's that. It's like it's like the, I'll call it the gym effect, right? You you just sign up like ten thousand people for a gym, and maybe thirty are going to show up after the new year, like consistently, right? But you have those ten thousand memberships, of which some point. Well, same thing with a lot of those traditional brokerage models is that they're just getting agents on board and trying to wheel them in there, and a lot aren't going to pan out or continue. Even Right. That carry it on to the broker's model. Yeah. And I, I, so I just talked to a broker um, with an office with 260 plus agents. Hmm. And they said that they know that eight out of 10 of the agents that come on are going to fail, even within their model. And, she, and they're okay with it. Yeah. Completely okay with that. So it's just to me, it's like, how, how can you, I can't, I can't in good conscience. You know, you flip move mindset, forward, right? right. It's it, just it drives you nuts because if they, if they just went to the point like, hey, maybe we don't need those ten agents. Maybe we just got four bang up ones. We get so much more out of it. And for those four awesome ones, we just actually just set up a process. Because you know, my wife, she started with you know with the real estate. You got a license, but you get out and you're like, okay, here you go, go ahead. And it's like, yeah. And and I know now? we yeah. are not perfect. I mean, we've stumbled through it big time. And you know, as a small company, we have our growing pains, and we sure. don't we don't have the the big training that a lot of the big bro big box brokerages have but we what we do have is that authentic collaborative mastermind that we do every week and we all help each other and it's been phenomenal in seeing new agents not only succeed in their sales business but new agents um one of my agents i like to brag about he, he had four jobs right went full-time this year he's tripled his salary like tripled what his salary combined from all four jobs would have been this year. And he, he bought his first, um, first multifamily rental, which it was his very first rental. And he's been awesome. doing live in flips and he now lives in a, you know, a real expensive house in the most expensive yeah. zip code in Pennsylvania. You know, it's just, it was just, so it's just awesome to see it happening. Yeah. Um, you know, Obviously, not everyone flourishes, but but the reality is our percentages are so high in terms of success compared to the other big box brokerages, and it get it, it literally infuriates me that these big box brokerages claim that they have such good training, but all their agents come to me to find out how to build wealth in our in our local market. This this office I'm talking about specifically, there's 260 plus agents their agents are calling me to try to figure out how to buy properties subject to how to yeah. do seller financing, how to get started, how to flip their house, you know, houses. Yeah. So there's, there's nothing there for them. And why it infuriates me is because agents think that they're going to get this lifestyle from the sales. And what, what I've seen time and time again <clears throat> is maybe 1% actually creates wealth through mm -hmm. building a sales business. So 99% are going to fail. Yeah. You know, you, you might make a living, but you're not going to create wealth. And you're in the industry that creates the most wealth compared to any other industry in the whole United States. 
you're in the industry, but you're setting yourself up for failure because you don't even know. And I would, I would, I would bet money that you said, okay, I, we don't have the, the power of the bigger brokers with their training model, but the, where they fail is like, here's our training model. You either need to fit in it or you don't. And the majority of people don't just fit in the box and do this exact trainer model. And since being a, a we'll call it smaller shop or just a growing shop, you're able to see what the person needs. And that allows you to, to help the person instead of just saying, here's our box. This is what you need to be in. This is where you need to stay. And if you don't, well, that's why you're going to fail because you don't stick the model. And that's why you get the one out of 99, one out of 100 that, okay, yeah, I, I'm in the box where you're saying we have such a high success rate, but we're able to talk to the people to help them, right? Just even if you're talking about investments, right? Not if you go buy a house, you know, like the, the, the only option is not just make an offer and if they accept it or not. You know, you just yeah. talk about subject to lease option, whatever is all these right. terms you can do right there. Well, having that ability to, to help people in that variety it shows them something that may fit with them, right? Maybe maybe people can are great negotiators or, or just, you know, they do subject to all day long because they get it, right? But if they were just on that other model where all I know how to do is make a, make an offer, well, then they're stuck and that's where they fail. Yeah, I think you just, the, the, the typical model out there, they give you one or two tools in your toolbox and that's either listing or selling hmm. and that's it. You know, agreement of sale or listing contract, here you go. Go make money. Go find clients. Find more clients. Prospect call, right? And it's just, <clears throat> it's fine. It, you, you know, I know agents that do extremely well, and I, I'm not trying to bash it. I think it's an awesome career. You get to really help people. It's the biggest financial decision. I, I don't want to diminish that side of the business because it is so important. And I think that, you know, a lot of people get fulfillment, but it doesn't create residual income. There's no, there's no money, there's no wealth getting created while you're sleeping, mm -hmm. you know? And, and even if you build a team, and, and the thing that really drives me nuts is all this profit and rev share now, because it's peanuts compared to what you pay into the big box brokerages. Sure. Peanuts. So it's like, here, uh, Jason, give me a hundred bucks, I'm gonna give you a dollar back, yeah. you know? Right. Versus, oh, we'll give you a hundred bucks and we'll take three dollars out. You know, we're literally taking about 3% on an average sale price in our area compared gotcha. to a big box brokerage taking 25 to 30%. And my brokerage doesn't make money. I'm, and I'm okay with that. I have a title company. I have a network of agents that I make money with. Sure. And, and, and the brokerage is, to me, a network. It's a facilitator to be able to fulfill upon helping other people, right? And that's really what it is. And it, and for that to happen, I have to give back as much as I possibly can. So we dump all our profits back into resources. I mean, I pay, I pay a lot for technology. We have, we have the technolo same technology as the fastest growing real estate company in the United States. And, and we're a small, small brokerage, but we pay for it. Yeah. You know? And it's always a common theme, and, and it shouldn't be lost on people that the give back. It, we always come from that point of, you know, how can we get this? How can I get my freedom, get my million dollars? Well, you do it with giving back. You do it with, with helping others, and then that's where you really find your successes, right? And where where so many people drop off as they go, they, they you know, they see the Instagram, you know, like, are, they, are there people out there riding dirt bikes? Or they think, like, well, I'll have that tomorrow. I just go get it. And, well, well, you don't just go get it. You go find how you can help other people, and that leads you to the path, especially yeah. in real estate. And I, that, that actually triggered something, you know, that I think is so important to know in getting and investing is it really is get rich slow, you know, and that's why I think a lot of people don't get started is because they're, they're in it for the short game. They're in it for the instant gratification. 
to get that you know ten fifteen thousand dollar commission check well what if you worked with an investor and you dumped that ten fifteen thousand dollar commission back into the deal and got yeah. some equity you know i i don't know just mm -hmm. you know think outside the box a little bit and and think long term i'm i'm a long-term thinker so that's why you know i am constantly encouraging people to look at the big picture look look 10 years down the road i've often do, do you want to do you want to sell houses when you're 65 no you, you, I, you know <laughs> first for saying that that thing about the, the dirt bikes i'm going to stood out because i just last Sunday or the Sunday before, you know, I'm out in New Jersey and I'm just seeing like this like 75 year old lady just like, like hauling signs to the corner. And I'm like, maybe she loves it or maybe she has to do it. But yeah. It's the latter, probably the latter. She has to do it. Like, I'm like, oh man, you know, it's like, it's like snowing. She's like walking through snow, dragon signs. I'm like, oh man, lady, you know, I'm like, I hope, I hope you want to be doing this right now. Right. You know? And, and I'm, I, I still do some production. Like I yeah. literally, I helped a couple move from New Mexico this year she called me and I just liked her and I wanted to help her and I did it because I wanted to do it. Not because sure. I, I really could have cared less about the commission and it was a good commission. But the reality was it was, you know, I've set myself up now that I can pick and choose. I don't need that commission, right? I'll, I'll still do okay with commission this year, but it was because I wanted to do it and it came, it fell on my lap, you know? And that's where other agents, if you, if you just set yourself up and you have this residual cash flow that exceeds your expenses, you're never going to be trying to push someone to buy a house when they really shouldn't be buying it because yeah, you need to absolutely. pay the bills. Yeah. So it's if you, if you create security and financial freedom for yourself, mm -hmm. you can actually do a better job. They can go hand in hand, and this can work. And, I, and, and that's what I want to show people. It doesn't have to be this or that. Yeah. It's, it's, and we, you brought up Dave Van Hart earlier, and we, we were talking on, of course, raising capital, right? And there, there's a lot now where people are finding these deals, and there's always that, that pre conceives this that thought that you find a deal and you're just going to find the money but you, but you don't always have that time to do that nor do you want to do that because then you're you need right but if you can go out there and find the best the best way to help people even if it's not your investment you think they're going to come back when it, when it is the right thing for them yeah absolutely because now they know you're looking out for them i mean sometimes the best thing to say like hey listen like probably not the right deal for you here's why yeah like, like you want a short-term deal like we're in this for five seven years like i know you like me you want to be part of it whatever's that thing but there's maybe try this stuff when you when you're ready to come back. Well, maybe that person's gonna tell their friends. Yeah, you know, you know, Steve, he helped me along the road. Like he, he helped me find a solution, even though it wasn't anywhere benefit. Like who does that? You know, right. Like so, I'm gonna call Steve next time. You know, and make, it definitely helps them down the process. Yeah, absolutely. I th I just I think it's just so important to set yourself up to win, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like we just don't think ahead. We're always. One, we're just thinking about the next thing and that's the problem is we got to really set ourselves up to win and to do that no one else is, in this world is going to care about your finances yeah no one i hate to say it and I, you know I, I don't know if i'm allowed to curse on this but it, no one gives no one gives a shit about your retirement account yeah they don't oh, that's right. no one gives a shit like they don't care there's no one out there including your company that is going to care if you're broke at 65 hmm. which is actually 95 percent of the population and that's why, yeah, right? Because we, I mean, we, you hear the fact that staggering, right? Like, so what, what is it? Like, fifty percent of America can't come up with like a thousand dollars in a crunch. It's even more or something like that. Point, like, yeah, it's staggering. So, something. so, and I don't want to be fear based. I mean, I think that you can't fight fire with fire, and it's not to say to diminish anyone where they're at. But mm -hmm. you know, if you're if you feel like you don't have enough to get started in real estate, that mindset's what's going to keep you stuck. And until you change that mindset, you're never going to get started. So. You know, that feeling, I still feel like I don't have enough, and I have way more than enough. In reality, I have way more than I need. 
And I still feel that way. And I still take action. And I still do it anyway because I've trained myself. And it's really hard at the beginning. And I encourage someone to dig deep and look at their life and think, okay, what is it going to look like when I'm 65, 70 years old mm -hmm. if I don't do something now? You know, and, we, and we no one does ourself, that, right? We, because we, we think of ourselves in that same capacity. Like me today is going to have the same abilities when I'm 60, so I have time or something. I'm like, well, no, maybe older and less time would be more tired. I mean, whatever is those fact right there, but I'm not going to have the same abilities. And so there, there always is the now that you have to be thinking about. You have to be setting yourself up for the future now. And it, 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 I guess you hear Gary Vee a lot say, like, ah, oh, you got time, you got time. You, you do, but you know we all, we have time, and so we have to be patient. We have to be patient with what we're doing, but we have to have to start structuring our life. We can't just like say I'm going to go out there and you know like eat bonbons and drink whiskey for the next ten years, and then I'll figure it out. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, we get we got to start today and figure it out. And yeah, so, and I now I now that I've done this for myself, I feel like it's my mission mm -hmm. to help other to set other people up to win if if they want to. You know, sure. you can't change someone that doesn't want to change, and that that ninety five five percent. I don't think it's the eighty twenty rule, not yeah. in wealth. It's 95.5 or maybe 99.1. Mm -hmm. And that probably won't change, but I know there's that 1% listening there, you know, and if you want to make that change, I'm encouraging you just to take your first step, you sure. know, and, and maybe you're, maybe you're already in it and you just need to take the first step on what's going to really give you the lifestyle you want. Okay. Well, let's, let's, right? let's build this out so, further. So someone's listening, right? Yeah. That, uh, listeners listening and let's give them an action plan. What, if you were to go back and tell yourself again, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna start on this process. What are the steps a listener should take to get themselves moving in the direction to, to create a lifestyle that's gonna benefit them and others around them in the future? Well, number one thing is you have to become clear on what you want, okay. right? So, are you clear on the lifestyle? Are you clear on what that would cost? Yeah. Can you add some inflation in there, mm -hmm. right? To be realistic. And then, you know, I like to look at what do you want your net worth to be? What do you want your monthly cash flow number to be? And just work backwards from there and just be realistic with yourself. And if you need help because this is not your strong suit, like my eyes go blurry when I look at a spreadsheet. I can't stand it. But I love doing it after it's done yeah. because then I can see the freedom in it. You know what I mean? I and then I can see the freedom and what, what would that give me? You know, if I had, so, you know, my short term, I'm 36. My short term is to have 40K a month clear by the time I'm 40, right? And, and have 15 million in assets with about seven and a half million in net worth with about a 50% equity position, you know, and a combination of some real estate, some notes and things like that. And it's not that unrealistic, mm -hmm. you know, from, from where I was to where I am now, it's actually, I wouldn't even have to grow at the same rate that I was growing. You know, I just have to continue to make start smart decisions. But I got clear on that. And one of my mentors, Dave Van Horn, which I mentioned, he told me, do a personal financial statement. Do one today and do one 10 years out. Do one five years out. Do one three years out. Two years out. Right? One year out. And, and, and reverse engineer it. Work backwards. And that's the first step because until you figure out what you want your lifestyle to look like, and what kind of finances you need to match that, why are you even looking at strategy, right? Look at, look at what you want, and it, to me it goes back to lifestyle, then the income that it takes to have that lifestyle, and then break it down, and let, let's say, okay, well, I can do it with single families. 
or I need to do multifamily because you know I want to have a hundred million dollars in net worth. You're probably get, it's probably going to struggle to do that with single family. Yeah. You know, unless you start really young and you really scale it quick. Sure. But for me, I don't want that. I don't need a hundred million. I don't need a hundred million in net worth. Now, once I get to seven and a half million in net worth, I'm I'm at about I'm about three three point two million in net worth right now. And you know, it's not to brag or anything. I don't think that I don't even actually think that's impressive. But in terms of the time frame of what I did it, I feel and and where I was, you know, I really started with with nothing. Um, what I think it's important for people to do is get clear on that. Yeah. So I know those numbers. And I know what it's going to take to get there. And when I'm not when I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing, I go back to that. In terms of actually taking steps to to pull the trigger on the first deal, you have to surround yourself with people that'll hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. You have to speak it into existence. You have to share it. And and I think that's the most important thing. If you share something with five other people, right, it becomes more powerful. If you it share it real too. It, you know, yeah. Mindset clarity accountability like the three things you just really covered right there i mean that impacts it right because because you start just becoming clear with what you want people may say i want to lie on the beach well i i freaking go crazy if i would lie on the beach for more like 12 minutes you know it's like it's like i want to lie on the beach for the rest of my life like so no, yeah okay, what do you really want like you maybe you maybe you still love your job and you want to work your job but you just want the clarity to be able to just not have to depend on your job for every single expense that comes down the line maybe Maybe you you want to be able to, you know, pick up a different kind of job and, and travel as much as you want, and be be home with your kids, but still work because you love working. I mean, there's there, it, we get so so bombarded with just like these people who have cars and all these other things that 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 seems like we have this in mind and we want a hundred million dollars. But okay, I give you a hundred dollars, a hundred million dollars today. What are you gonna do with it? Yeah, exactly. I I can live an extremely nice lifestyle with clearing forty k a month, yeah, sure. and yeah. I I can easily yeah. achieve it. And and here's the thing: is when you set your goal at a hundred million, it's if you don't much. really believe it, yeah, it's, it's not too much. Yeah, well, it's in, it's your level of belief. It, but it gives you a reason not to do it because because you say this: I want to make a hundred million dollars, but it's not something that you, you haven't got in your mind. Like I'm going to build my perf- uh, personal financial statement to show you how. It's just I'm just saying a number out there that has no, it has nothing concrete to it. Exactly. So when you fail, it's not really, it's, it's it exactly, you. yeah. And, and, you know, going back to Napoleon Hill, you know, thoughts become things, yeah. right? Think and grow rich. Thoughts do become things as long as there's no equal and opposing other thoughts. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So you have to become so resolute in it that you believe it as it is now, as it exists in this moment. And when you say 100 million, 99% of anyone listening here, when they say, oh, I'm going to get to 100 million by next year, then the background noise starts coming in. There's no, there's no chance you're going to get there. You're total failure. That's way above your goals. You know, all this, this whole, all this, all this internal dialogue starts going into the total opposite direction. Yeah. It's not that you can't do it. It's just that you haven't developed the tolerance for the risk and the fear and the types of conversations that will pop in your mind that will prevent you from doing it. Well, it's also the so, people around you too, setting it up with the people around you because because people will, will shoot you down on something like that. And even, yeah. even on any number, but what you have to remember is that if it's real enough for you and the people that are around you aren't always, they're not trying to hurt you, but sometimes they, they like, this is a mental step for you. They can't imagine it because they're stuck in their own point right there. So they're they're basically setting them up for what they, they mentally can't do. And so they're, they're just trying to, 
protect you because when you fail, because you're not to the point, it's okay, little Johnny, or it's okay, little Debbie, it's okay to fail because I can't picture it either, so I want to do this. But if you get to the point where it's that clear why you want it, like, yeah, I want to be home with my kids. That's super important to me. So anybody, I, I appreciate your opinion, you know, mom, uncle, you know, worker at, at the office, but this is what I'm doing because I'm going to be home with my kids. And you get that conviction with what you want. Well, that's where it comes real, and that's where you can set up an action plan. That's awesome. So, so let's look at that. So let's say you say next year I want to make $10 million. Mm-hmm. And then there's another party that really wants to be with your home with your kids. Mm-hmm. And then that goes back to can you make that $10 million and still be home with Correct. your kids? Yeah. So this is why people just need to get super clear on mm-hmm. what they want, what it's going to sacrifice. Yeah, sure. That's why my goal is not $100 million because yeah. I know what it would take of me. And the, and the fear and the stress, you know, leveraging large amounts of other people's money. Mm-hmm. You know, I know where my risk tolerance is and where I feel comfortable, where I can sleep at night and say, you know, where my cushion needs to be, my, my capital reserves. Mm-hmm. I, don't need, I, I don't need that, you know. I don't need that for my lifestyle. Yeah. So why go so far beyond that and create that extra stress to try to get to that level? Do you know what I mean? And, I, I do. And, and at some point, I know it's just a game for people when you get to, to those bigger numbers, and that's awesome. But, you know, I know I know 90% of the people listening are not in that in that space right now, probably, right? You probably have a higher net worth of most listeners because you're, you're you know, your podcast platform. But at the same time, just be real with yourself. What do you really want? Like, you know, and, and how much do you really need? My, my numbers are probably higher than what I really need. I probably don't need forty grand, or you know, clear yeah, a month. Look at it, like, what, realistically, you, point, like, what you, gonna, you know, I'm like, living, I'm living off of less that now, and I have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And yeah, like, you know, what am I doing? You know, right? Yeah. So, and to me, because family is so important, right? I think you know, family, health, mm-hmm. wealth, spirituality, all the different things that have to come into your life, fulfillment, you know, and for, for me, fulfill a lot of my fulfillment comes from my career. You know, so all those things, my brokerage is my lowest paying activity for me, but it's the most fulfilling. It helps most people too. Yeah. And then that, but that's where it carries over, right? And it's like the, the helping component, like if you're having a hard time and you're struggling right now, if someone's listening, just like go out there and just help somebody or, you know, help somebody smile, like your day would be better. No matter, no matter how much your day sucks right now, for whatever reason you're telling this bad, like if you just go out there and just do something that's serving and get it off yourself changes everything it absolutely changes everything that you're doing and like your whole day day component because you're not so much worried about you and your your whatever right it's it's so crucial to realize that and you know i it's taken me a long term a long long time to realize that i get fulfillment and other people and helping other people and um the more it happens the more i realize it sometimes i get emotional even thinking about it because like the things that really hit home is when i feel like i made a difference Right. And that's where ultimately, you know, you want you want the, you know, the big the big paycheck. You want the residual cash flow or I know not for you sitting on the beach, but for a lot of people, their dreams sitting on an island somewhere. It's probably not that fulfilling. Yeah. Right. So what can you do now to start implementing that fulfillment along your journey? So it's not a someday destination. Right. So so it's not uh, once I get to my. 15 million at 40 i'll be happier because because really i'll be older (laughs) right and 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 then i'm putting off my life and and let's think about that point right there okay you get everything you want by 40 right 
if that's your end, it's like it's like the person who's in the Olympics and their whole thing is to win the gold medal, and that's their whole life. They've been doing this since they're like five, right? And they get it, and then they have like the, the rest of their life is like a letdown. Total like, where, disappointment. Where do you, where you go? Yeah. Right. But if you set your life up to that point, that like all I'm focused on is the goal, and so if I reach this goal today or tomorrow, I got the goal. But then you're like, hmm, well, why am I miserable right now? Because you, you haven't set up what the bigger picture is. Because you just reached the goal, and now you're like. Uh, what's my next objective? So it's if you create that give back, that environment, that community, that tribe, whatever, whatever you want to you want to call it, right there, that can either directly or indirectly benefit others, right? Maybe even if you just got money and then part of it's like that capacity, I'm gonna I'm gonna help the church or whatever's the community or just something that that creates that that outside environment that is not just reach the goal and be done. Uh, it's crucial, absolutely. Crucial. Yeah, and it, and it's it's interesting to watch so many really successful philanthropists mm-hmm. and how they get a lot of their fulfillment and helping other people and you hear it time and time again and the best way to get good at something is just practice it so yeah. just get started you know mm-hmm. and for we're doing a for, we're doing a food drive tonight there's a christmas parade so we're all meeting at our office oh, and bring non-perishable food yeah. items and it's it's such a small scale but you know um, the guy that's uh, what we're doing is a small scale, but it's part of a bigger organization, F4. Um, Sean Maloney's our in-house lender through NFM Lending, and mm-hmm. he got really involved with F4. He's on the um, the, the board there. So, um, you know, it was just nice to see that just show up in my life because, yeah. you know, I spoke it into existence. I said I wanted to help, and then now we're doing it. You know, so um, I, I, I think when you were going back to – you know how how much of a letdown it would be if you put if you put so much weight on one thing, getting to this one place. You know your example with someone in the Olympics. Um, that's really what you need to narrow in on and figure out what you want, right? So when I say get a clear vision, mm-hmm. and maybe that's like fulfillment, maybe it's joy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know I think a lot of people seek happiness, and and maybe it's just a play on words here, but I think happiness is very fleeting. Yeah and uh, relating to external circumstances, right? Well, if you think you, you're going to go on this path to find happiness, but you're not trying to find happiness along the journey, it's like, well, you're, you're, gonna, you're missing the whole thing right here. Like, you got to, like, like, the ultimate goal, like, if you're like, I'm miserable with what I'm doing, but seven years from now it's going to pay off. Like, well, what kind of life is that? Like, what's the next seven years going to look like? If yeah. Being miserable, right? If you're not enjoying it right now, like, probably you're not going to reach your goal first off. You're going to burn out and do whatever the point. But, like, is this really what you want? Is this really what you want of your life? Just to hate yourself to achieve some goal that you don't even know you're going to like when you get there. But that's at least in your business plan of where you want to be, right? Absolutely. And I think over time for myself, I've just found that, you know, I'm seeking more joy and fulfillment than happiness. You know, something that's more, maybe not so high and low, but more enduring over time. Where it's just, you know, feeling, I'm I'm a dad now, uh, 10-month-old son. And that was like, that was, that experience is the most fulfilling thing in my life, right? So, and and I didn't know it was coming my way, right? (laughs) I mean, I did, but didn't, you know, I I didn't know that fulfillment. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. Is it happy all the time? Absolutely not. You know, he went to the doctor with croup croup cough this morning and, you know, he's crying and screaming and is it happy and, you know, no. But is it joyful? Yes. You know, over time. And is it fulfilling? Yes. Mm-hmm. So it's like, pay attention to what your life's showing you. Because to me, it's like, my life has just guided me. And I think that one thing that I've just been maybe a little more receptive than a lot of people, where it's 
you know, my will will be done versus thy will will be done, right? And it's like, learn to let your life shape you into who you are, yeah. you know, and, and there's always signs coming at you and just paying attention to that. And um, it's just, you know, so, so for me going back, <clears throat> the whole reason I'm even in real estate is because I feel like it's a platform for me to help fulfill and help other people along the way, along their journey. And I get tons of joy and fulfillment from being a part of that. That's really what it is. And it's, it's absolutely 100% the people and the relationships. Well, Steve, that, that's a great place to wrap us up today. Super excited to have you on the show. Thanks so much for sharing all you did. People want to connect, learn more about you, your cause, everything you're doing. What's the best way to find you? Um, you could reach out to me through email, which I, I might be a little slow to respond, but uh, info at VR Alliance. That's Vanguard Realty Alliance. So uh, you could, you, if you want to text me, you could text me as well, 484-880-1236 if we can help you out. And if I can help you get started, that's, that's what I love doing. So you'd, you'd be helping me out by letting me help you. Awesome. Steve, thank you so much. Appreciate your time. All right. Thanks. thanks.